Hello everyone, welcome to episode 5 of the Body Mechanics Season 2. We're talking all about basketball and all about coaches, referees and players and how can you, you can improve your game. Today what we're going to be talking about is uh, a coach-player relationship, player-coach relationship, which I think is really important and especially in junior basketball, I think it's uh, probably probably more important, uh, like people skill wise, is more important than um, than than the whole basketball world put together. Uh, there is so much that players, especially when they're young, take on board and they take into their everyday life. And um, the reality is, a lot of our players that we're going to coach are just doing it for the enjoyment. There's not a lot of them that are going to play, you know, pro basketball and everything like that. If they do. Is your bloody good coach, or you're very fortunate to have great players that have phenomenal ambition. Um, but it's it's more about uh, so coaches. I'm speaking to you here more so, but yes, there is also players. If you're listening to this, you will also benefit from this as well. So there's there's a whole heap of of different coaching styles and I'm sure if you've if you've studied coaching or if you've you've done your your level one or level two coaching and things like that there are different styles of coaching there's dictator there's authoritarian and things like that and without going delving into any of them specifically I really want to share with you how I coach and what my philosophy is with coaching um, and this is specifically for junior basketball, so I'm talking about, you know, up to 18s, up to under 20s, girls and boys. It can be implemented into both. And it's about, you know, really connecting with that person beyond basketball, beyond the court, you know, and, and understanding, like, you know, I'm here in, in Melbourne, in Australia, and it's a very different dynamic to, you know, players in America, high school players in America that you know play for their high schools etc i'm not too sure about if they have um, external leagues as well and things like that in america but it's a very different dynamic i actually prefer the american dynamic in terms of teams and things like that rather than here but hey you know you live where you live so you work with what you have so obviously in australia in melbourne you have your different clubs and it's mostly the, the the competition really isn't with school basketball it's really with the club and the associations that you're with and so this is really an extracurricular activity for players for kids uh so after school they'll go home and they'll come to training and they love it because it's basketball and they're having a great time meanwhile you know, in the back of your head coaches, you really need to um, open up and really consider what else the kids have got going on. And in this day and age, the kids that have got phones, the kids that have got access to social media and everything like that is way, way different to how, you know, I grew up. You know, I was born in 1991. So when the internet was coming out and when the internet was coming into, say, my house and stuff, like, yeah, cool. Social media really didn't happen till MySpace if, if the coaches that are that are that are around my age you know myspace came out i wasn't really savvy with that and then you know facebook came in 2008 and i got a i got a facebook account just before um my year 12 exams which wasn't a great a great decision but hey we all learn so you know it's we we really go into you know what kids go through today and it is way more apparent now um, you know, things like cyberbullying, things like, 
you know, social media, things about reading magazines on the internet and what they want to be and how they want to look and what if you do that and then, you know, as the kids get older, you know, you've got girls and boys and they're starting to discover each other, all that stuff. So you need to really take all this stuff into account. And I think really I've coached more girls than boys. So from an emotional perspective, you know, uh, on the girls' side of things and the changes that they go through through adolescence is something that I really take into account. You know, I don't get super involved, but I, I do know what goes on. Obviously, me being a female, like I, I've been through it all, so I understand and I can connect with them on that level. And, um, with guys as well, I guess they're going through changes as well, of course, through adolescence. And there's a real, there, there's a real time to connect on those levels as a coach. And it's not overstepping the boundaries doing this kind of thing. Like you're not going up and personally asking them, but when you're telling the kid to say, Hey, why didn't you sprint that hard? Or, you know, why can't you sprint that fast? Or why do you keep missing your shots at training? That's why you miss them in the game, you know? These are things that you need to take into consideration that basketball is not the one and only thing like it used to be back in the day. You know, some kids might be playing soccer, tennis, football all on the weekend and basketball and netball, you know, and then they've got homework on top of that. Then they've got to spend time with family on top of that. Then they've got family holidays and they always get interrupted. You know, if they if they go to church every Sunday morning, are they going to play Friday night basketball because Sunday uh, Friday night training normally falls on a Sunday morning? There is so much more to to take into consideration when you're coaching young kids and the approach that that I think we need to have as coaches is to have that real understanding and yes be passionate yes go hard or go home kind of mentality but also really dig deep and understand why kids do what they do and a lot of the time like obviously all the parents of of the kids that I've coached have all been great and you do get the occasional parent who is a little bit harder to understand, a little bit harder to connect with. And you soon see those kind of parents, you, you soon see those traits in the kids. And then it's about the coach adapting to how to coach that player as to how their parents have the example. You know, uh, p- p- coaches in, in Victoria, in in, um, in Melbourne, you, you would understand, you know, most clubs only get maybe an hour of training a week for, say, EDJBA basketball, so Saturday domestic. And maybe, if you're lucky, maybe you get two to three hours for Friday night team uh, training, maybe four hours, you know. So, and then the game goes for an hour. You know, if you really break it down, if I think if you've got eight players... I worked this out the other day. If you have eight players in a team and you have one hour training session, you draw, you, you divide 60 minutes into eight. And whoever, whoever does maths, I think that comes to like eight, eight minutes, seven and a half, eight minutes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, write in the comments. Um, but it's, it's not very long. It's like what, less than 10 minutes per player. They get your attention for an hour training session. You know, that's not very long. And so the the best way to to really approach these things is really try and implement it with the parents as well to a certain extent. I'll get to I'll get to parents in another episode if I if I deem it to be a length episode. But in terms of connecting with your players, you know, there is so much and you know, this whole podcast has been really to prime you all as to, you know, what to take into consideration, what I've taken into consideration growing and coaching. You know, I've coached since I was 12 years old. My first team that I was assistant coach to was an under nine boys team. And then the next season I was coaching under eight girls and we we won the um, 
the A grade in under eights, and we got the most improved team in the EDJBA in that league uh, at that year. I can't remember what year. When I was 12 years old, it might have been 2003, I think, um, for Eltham. So, you know, it's it's things like that. You know, I, I've been coaching for, geez, for nearly 18 years I've been coaching. And, you know, the amount of experience I've had, you know, for the and, – and it shows within my personal training background as well that I've had for the last, like, 10, 11 years is – the way that you approach people, your people skills and the way that you really need to become a listener before you become a dictator, before you become the talker, you really need to sit back and listen. You really need to sit back and observe as a coach before you go at it, you know. And the reason that I say this is that players have got so many different personalities and depending on their... um, Most people, I'm assuming, would know this, but for those of you that don't, the people... Um, you are you are you are who you hang around the most. So I think psychology says the five people that you hang out with the most. That's who you're going to end up being. A little bit of everyone, you know. So twenty twenty percent mom, twenty percent dad, twenty percent your sister, twenty percent your brother. Say twenty percent your basketball coach. Yeah. So j- just for example, if that's your if that's your inner circle, you know, I know you've got family and friends and things, but just for argument's sake, let's just keep it with this. So. You know, the five people you hang around the most or that you look up to the most or that you admire the most, they're the people that you're going to become as kids. So you really need to, you know, it's almost like as a coach, you're coaching five different aspects of their personality depending on who they're hanging around. That's why it is important as much as you can is to get to know the siblings or get to know the parents. So hi to the parents, so hi to the siblings, you know, be friendly and just, you know, obviously be kind always, but really take a look at, who your kids are surrounded by because then you'll be able to coach them better you know if you've got parents that are really hard on their kids and that you know are really demanding for their schoolwork and the academics and things like that and they're really high demanding parents and they have to score 20 points a game for example I I haven't had a parent like that but for a very high demanding parent that expects the absolute best of of their kids and if they don't allow failure and things like that, or or parents that live vicariously through their kids and things like that, you know, you really got to take that into account. You know, the, 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 one of my pet hates is um, when, when players look over to their parents in a game when they've done something wrong or when they've done something well. You know, that observation as a coach, right, is going, okay, is this benefiting them or are they too worried to take risks on the court because of what their parents might think of them? You know, and that's sometimes when you have to sit down with that player and have a conversation with them going, you know, the only time you need to listen to me is at training and at the games. That's the only time you don't listen to your parents. And then after the game, before the game, all that, yes, you listen to your parents. You know, sometimes you need to make that authoritarian kind of move on on kids, obviously more at a serious level like the VJBL, like uh, Friday Night Basketball. That's my belief. Um because it does start affecting the, the other players. It does start affecting the game and the team and how it all how it all works. So, you know, you, you'll get a, a mixture of kids, you know, whether you go through player selection on a Friday night and you select your own players or whether you just get given a team in domestic and an EDJBA. This is where I coach. That's why I'm mentioning that league. Um, what, what you will find is that some kids will be gung-ho and you can go really hard at them and say, come on, you can do better. Go, go, go. Like, come on, take that charge or go for that drive. 
you know, go hard. And then there's some players that are really soft. And if you yell at a player that's really soft and really timid and has got a lot of emotions, or sorry, expresses a lot of their emotions, everyone's got emotions, if they're very expressive with their emotions and you go yelling at a kid that's really sensitive, jeez, well, like, you know, you're going to absolutely shatter them, the poor things. So you really got to be an adaptable coach. So none of the four main coaches, as I said at the start of the episode, being authoritarian or dictative coach and things like that is, I think the best coach mentality that you can have coaches is to be an adaptable coach and to really be versatile with who you have, you know, coach two teams, coach an under nines team, coach an under 15s team, for example, look at the dynamic, look at the difference. Girls that are under 15, say, boys that are under 15s compared to girls that are under nines and things like that, they are so different and they want so many different things. You know, kids up to the age of 12, between the ages of 7 and 12 years old, kids uh, are developing their belief systems. You know, between ages of 0 and 7, you're recording and you're getting your your personality and things like that. Then the ego sits in at 7 to 12 and then you're trying to identify yourself and trying to work out who you are. You know, you don't want to shatter that as a coach. You really want to you really want to compliment them as best you can and support them as much as you can. It's not about shattering kids' dreams, you know, yes, you might break a couple of players and yes, they might cry, but, you know, I've had players come up to me and a couple of other coaches that later on in life, like, I remember when you made me cry, but it made me a better person, you know, there are those players out there, there's still so many players that see me that I haven't coached in years and I've seen them all grown up and they're at uni now and you're just looking at them like, geez, like, you know, they've come up and said hi, you know, you want to make that kind of an impact that, you know... Even if you make the pros or not as a, as a as a player, you know, you want to be a coach to be remembered, the coach that cared, the coach that pushed you to your absolute limits because there are very few coaches out there that really make a solid impact and that really make a long-lasting impact on individuals' lives, you know. And that's what I strive to do is to give kids tools and skills that they will use in everyday life, not just on the basketball court. I'm privileged and honoured enough to be able to teach these kids through the game of basketball, things that I have learnt through the game of basketball, but also everything, most of the things that I do, I learnt on the basketball court. I learnt by team building with my teammates. I learnt by coaching. I've learnt by refereeing, you know. It is such an integral part of of personal development, of human development, really, to be able to coach your players in such a way that you adapt and you help them as much as you can from where where they are, not where you are. You know, it's always about, you know, um, if any of you listen to Jay Shetty or or have read his book, Think Like a Monk, brilliant book. I just finished reading it. It is the best book, I reckon. One of the best books I've ever read. Please get onto it. It is, yes, it's on the spiritual side, but it's, um, th- there's one chapter, I, I don't recall which chapter, but he, uh, Jay Shetty always says, you know, if you want to really get along with a person and really connect with them, meet them where they are, not where you are, you know, meet a person where they are. It doesn't matter. We are all equal. We are all on the same wavelength. It doesn't matter how old they are. If they're 20, 30 years younger than you, or if they're 50, 60 years old than you, it doesn't matter. You're all equal. And to meet people where they are, you're more likely to connect with them. You're more likely to get the best out of them. And they are more likely to remember you and remember the strategies strategies that you that you used on them to be able to make them better people. Yes, you can make them better players. Yes, you can make them into great coaches, great referees, great officials. But if you make them into better people, 
they will remember you and they will remember what you taught them. And that is, that to me is the most important thing you can do for kids when you're coaching junior basketball is think beyond basketball teach them life skills through the game of basketball so that they, they can use it in their everyday life for the rest of their life. I hope this connected with you, this episode. It's a really deep one and one that I really believe in is that the philosophy of my coaching is not just to coach basketball, but to coach life through basketball. I really hope you enjoyed it. I will see you in the next episode. Let me know what you think of this podcast. I would love to hear from you. I will see you on the next episode.